year and a half ago, a podcast reigned over the world, known only to few but loved by many. Its name was Lococast.net. Over the years, it ran its course, then suddenly disappeared, quietly waiting, searching for topics for which to talk about. That time has come for the podcast once again to rise from its moribund grave. I present to you the latest episode of Lococast.net. Enjoy. Lococast.net. The moribund podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's only been a year and a half. I mean, it's... It was on pause. That's all. It hardly—it's like not even real time. I've been waiting. Um, I've been waiting so long that I had to come on to hear <laughs> another one. You can hear we have a special guest on our episode back, which is amazingly fitting. So, for I'm your host, Ricarding, here with Craig Maloney, who is still talking to me after not doing one of these for a year and a half. What? <laughs> yeah. I only, I only asked you what, like, uh, like eight or so times or whatever. In the yeah. past one and a half years or so? People got tired of hearing me rant. I, I went through a calm phase. I was medicated. No, I, uh, I think what it was is that we had such an awesome guest last time that we couldn't top it, so we decided to bring him back. I know. Isn't this awesome? Our last episode <laughs> was a chat with Chris Mondano, and now he's back. Chris, welcome back to LocalCast, man. I'm, e- I'm easy to get. It's not a problem, really. <laughs> <laughs> really. It's, it's um, pretty, it's pretty, you guys are digging pretty low. Pretty, pretty yeah, well, we gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. It's all it's all up from here. Yeah, it's like it's like Tim Cook from here. You're gonna get Steve Jobs from the dead back on here after this. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we had to chat, I don't think he'd be around for long. Um. Anyways, so the reason we decided to do this again was that there's been a slew of interesting stuff to talk about lately, and we were talking a lot in IRC. Um, all of us kind of just chit-chatting, and we're like, hey, we should totally podcast this thing. And because a year and a half ago, we had the goal of moving beyond just the recorded podcast, we wanted to try these Hangouts. Um, we finally get to try this thing out, and the Hangouts on Air is, is uh, our little tool to try it out with. And, Craig, I leave it to you to figure out how to get a podcast out of this. Oh, no worries. I'll figure something out. <laughs> Anyone, tips and tricks for how to go from the <laughs> Hangout on Air to a MP3 is uh, more than welcome. Craig's got, the sh- Craig's got the shitty job. Yeah, well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Can't be that oh. difficult. So, um, I guess we would normally start with things going on, and I don't know that there's much going on, Not at least not till PyCon coming up. Submissions have closed. Are you submitting anything this year, Chris? I submitted two talks, yeah. Uh, two talks? Yeah, I did. I submitted one on Substance D, which is a uh, thing built on top of Pyramid, and then I submitted another talk, uh, which was porting Django applications to Pyramid because people asked me to do that, so I did that. That's actually really cool. I love that because I love to see stuff ported away from Django. Uh, <laughs> Come on now, man. <laughs> I, yeah, man, someone, you got you to gotta represent, right? You got to you, you sort of, Yeah, you got you to gotta represent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, in case you don't know, PyCon is in. It actually falls into April this year, this next year, and it's in Montreal. And I know I want to be there. Something fierce this time. I missed the last one, so. Yeah, I'd like to be there too. 
Why uh, weren't you there? Uh, you know, I didn't care for the location, and I had had a work sprint right around it, so it's just it's tough to get too much travel time away when you got the little one at home and the wife, you know, like, hey, hon, why don't you keep a week with the boy alone and then another week with the boy alone <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while I'm off hacking on stuff. So this year, though, I've, I've got special dispensation to be able to go regardless, I think. So it will be good. It's a better location, without a doubt. Yeah, I that's part of the motivation factor there. I've always wanted to kind of go check out some Canada stuff, so it'll be cool that it's in Montreal. I hear good things. Uh, the good ba- I, I hear they have good bacon there. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Canadian bacon. It's Canadian bacon. Just and, Canadian. and donuts. Yeah, and Tim donuts. Hortons. And yeah. Tim Hortons inside Tim Hortons. <laughs> no. no. Uh, all right. I'm running away now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so what, what in the world happened that got us motivated enough to chit-chat? And the first one... Uh, was an article from Alex Gaynor, which is, this is, we're about, about a week out of this now, but um, the headline was definitely, uh, I, I thought was clickbait at first. The headline is, your project doesn't mean your playground. And as someone who has projects and considers them my playground, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you talking <laughs> about here? I This was my playground to play with pyramid apps and SQ Alchemy and to mess around with celery and to do all these things that I want to do. And uh, did you guys take a look at this? I did. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think besides the the title, which definitely was a bit of uh, it, it was definitely tweaking the nose of those folks out there who who may have a separate opinion. It was a pretty re- well reasoned uh, article. Uh, the gist of it, I I thought and I read into was that. You need to have an area for people to be able to contribute to your open source project. And GitHub, like it or lump it, is the place where everyone goes to play around with open source projects and to find open source projects. As much as it pains me being uh, a former employee of one of their competitors, they, they want it. They have the game right now, and they're running with the ball as quickly as they possibly can. Yeah, that's basically that's kind of comes around. At first, it was kind of you know flamey of like, hey, it's your product doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want. But then it comes around to say, hey, that is if you want people to participate, right? So there's two kinds of projects out there. They're the ones that you do because you want to do them, like I want to scratch my own itch, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the I want to have a useful tool and build a giant community. And I got thinking, I wonder what Chris thinks about this, being that he's got this tool that I kind of, you know, seems like some of it came out of scratching your itch of what you needed for the day job and things like that. But at the same time, you've done a lot of work to build a community around uh, the Pylons project and Pyramid and and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of a double-edged sword. It's, I mean, just for example, I went, I went to Germany maybe a month ago and had a sprint in Germany with a bunch of people. And there, you know, uh, people were were sort of dis you know displeased that some of the some of the code that some of the code that is in I'm not sure if it was in Pyramid or in Colander or in Deform or something it wasn't wasn't 100 percent Pep8 compatible I mean it's more or less Pep8 you know mm-hmm. but I just have some you know a lot some some weird like white space issues and some other stuff and uh, and so you know the reason. You know, my reasoning for that is that I have tons of code that I've written over the last 13 years or so that's like that, 
and now now like editors are shipping, you know, like so, like Sublime ships with Pep Eight on and all this stuff, and people notice because it's red and it's 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 both okay, sort of damning, you know. Okay, I've been doing it wrong for 13 years, but actually I've been doing it wrong. I, I mean, my my involvement with Python predates Pep Eight, so I've been doing it wrong for however since Pep Eight was out. But then, you know, it's sort of like who cares. You know, whatever, you know, on the on the code formatting thing, but at the same time, uh, I think I think it's pretty good advice. I think I think you know, for the most part, you want to just do the mainstream thing, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's kind of hard to figure out what the mainstream thing is half the time. You know, because <laughs> that too, and, and patches are welcome. I mean, if if their bug is that... no, they're not, Craig. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> forgive me. Totally unwelcome. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this isn't the uh, the the open source playground. It's more of the open source uh, that camp. <laughs> you will do it this way. Mine yeah? yeah. mine playground. Yeah. Benevolent my ass, right? <laughs> uh, just the dictator. But yeah, I mean, what... if, if they can they can come along and if if Pep Eight is their their big bugaboo, they can go along and and make everything Pep Eight. I'm sure you would you would welcome those changes. Well, I that 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 was sort of the rub is that I I sort of do, but at the same time, you know, at a sprint in particular, we yeah. have tons of other stuff to do, and it was it was kind of a distraction. But I, I in general, I think you're right. I mean, I think I think I gotta just you know. For better or worse, just sort of go with the flow. Although, although I really don't want to go change eleven years worth of code. Right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. You know. Yeah, it's the kind of thing of like a. It's tough because if you don't buy in wholeheartedly, then someone can go through and make a lot of changes, and you can have the giant diff that you go, okay, I'm just going to look away and merge it in. But then going forward, you know, if everyone doesn't start playing with it, you'll just have the same problem come back again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I am curious. I, I, you know, I would, I, I didn't get a chance to, but I would love to talk to Mike Bear. I know over time he has taken, you know, he's had all his stuff in Mercurial and on Bitbucket, and bit by bit by bit, he's had stuff get, you know, pulled over into uh, GitHub. First he was mirroring, mirroring the branches, then I know they started to look at some of the what did he do? He did everything but issues. I think issues are still the only thing now in SQL Alchemy that are over on the Bitbucket side or whatever. I'm kind of curious whether. He I think has... his stuff's still in his stuff's still in track. Oh right, track. Sorry, that's right. The tickets are in track. Right. He was trying to mirror some of the stuff across, um, and I'm I'm really I would love to know if he has seen an uptick in participation as he slowly migrated stuff to be kind of copied over on the GitHub side and more visible there. I know in Canonical we've got some stuff that we mirror on GitHub because we're trying to get developer adoption for things like Juju Charms and stuff, and we yeah. copy them from Launchpad and and BCR into a GitHub you know branch with Git in the hopes that a developer will see that as less of a hurdle to get into and pick up. Do you have any anything like that, Crystal? We've kind of like moved it to uh, the the standard tools, I guess, which is basically Git and GitHub these days. Um, you know, and that's helped. Uh, well, we moved. <clears throat> well, I mean, it's been a long time since we haven't been on GitHub, but uh, yeah. so like, and moved everything from sub. Well, I moved everything, all my stuff off of Subversion in you know 2010 or 2009 or something, into into GitHub or into Git anyway, and uh, 
it's been fine. I, I, I don't, I, I, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I, I enjoy it and it's good stuff. Um, at the same time, if I had moved everything into, into Bitbucket, I'm not sure that I would be all that hot to like move everything just because the hot new thing is GitHub because that stuff changes so fast, you know, it's, yeah, that's that's where I'm I, that's where I'm kind of curious. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of if there's an example of a project that is immensely popular that has kept with the this is my playground mentality, right? Yeah. And 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 you do look around like all the big projects do tend to be the more conforming to the current developer norm. Um, and I'm I mean I guess you know Linux itself <laughs> is probably about the the kernel I guess is they just like, invent everything. <laughs> Well, I think I think the kernel actually do, don't they have GitHub presence? I think they do, but I mean, of all the parts yeah. I can think of that are like this is my playground, play here or go elsewhere. It's probably the only significant one I can think of off the top of my head. Someone's gonna say one, and I'm gonna go, oh, I totally yeah. should have thought about well, that. But I, I think there's some Windows programs in that that are still over on on SourceForge, and that that all of their development happens over there, like LMMS, uh, the instrument package that I use for making some music here and there, that is over on SourceForge. Um, I think um, Audacity is also over on SourceForge as well. I mean, there's there's something to be said for inertia, and it's like, well, we started here, and we're going to continue uh, playing here, and if you want to participate, great. Here's where we're at. I mean, I, I don't expect Disney World to come to me. You know, eventually I have to go to Disney World at some point in order to make it happen. And you know, it some 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 of these projects may be big enough that you say, well, you know, I, I need to make the trip over to you know one of these other things. You know, like Python is still on Bitbucket, correct? Or is it is it at somewhere it's its else? Own, it's its own HG server. Yeah. Is it okay? But I still, if I want to contribute to Python, I'm learning HG because that's go. where everything's at. So. And there's been a lot of people that have tried to to push little like here's a Git mirror and trying to can. Try to get you know working with Git on the side, even though the the main trees and Mercurial. Um, yeah, okay, I guess there are some examples. Well, I guess so. There you go. This was an interesting article. Um, I, I will continue to have my playground, um, but it is something to think about as far as. Uh, I'm gonna come s- kick sand in your face. <laughs> on your playground. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my mommy. <laughs> break your ties. <laughs> That's it. Next up, Chris, you've got an interesting blog post here that came out right after Alex's thing, and this kind of got us chatting like twice in a day or two days, and I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. So do you want to summarize this up for the people who missed it? The title here is Open Source Consulting Dead. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the theme of the thing is that it seems it seems sort of like, you know, People who do do consulting on top of open source platforms, or people, me, uh, <laughs> are uh, I, I, I'm sort of. It's not. It's not like. It's not like there's no work. It's just that the work is, 
is getting thinner. So I mean, I can still I can still make a living, but I sort of have to do things I don't want to do. <laughs> you know, like you know, CSS, things like that. Uh, and it's fine, you know. But but it sort of seems like the pool of the pool of uh, available money is getting smaller. And I just sort of wondered whether uh, anyone else is having the same experience. And and through the feedback, I did I did get positive confirmation from that. But I think I think the the real takeaway from it was okay, you know, really, really, I can look at it a different way. For ten years, I didn't have to do any marketing at all. Like we didn't have mm-hmm. to do anything. We just had to sort of put out software, and and now it's getting a little bit harder. I have to go and actually talk to people. Oh, you know, I know, oh. I know, I know. Talk to <laughs> humans. You need you need to hire someone with those magical people skills. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I have to actually like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to, a. F- okay. Yeah, I had a few. So what I wasn't sure about was was a few things. One is um. So this is this is like a, a decrease. Um, is this like sense like did you have a lot of consulting work coming out of like the repose.bfg and stuff like that? Like, what I'm I find not... interesting is like you're working on Pyramid now, which seems to have a much larger community and a lot more visible out there in the Python world and stuff and and all that. So it seems like it's kind of interesting that while the the project that you're doing and the open source work you're doing is kind of in front of more people and is uh, you know larger scope in a lot of ways it seems like from from an outsider correct me if I'm wrong or whatever but at the same time then the actual consulting is going down and I was like well that seems strange like yeah <clears throat> I mean I think for the most part uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how to explain it but but certainly it's it sort of seems like like I like I said, the quality of work is getting lower, and and, yeah. and sort of you know the, the 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 things I can pick from are getting the pool of things I can pick from are getting smaller. That said, I mean we still have our old time customers, and it's yeah. all good. You know, it's it's not a problem, but uh, it sort of seems like it's not quite the. I mean, it was like shooting fish in a barrel in like 2004, yeah. 2003. You know, I mean it was it really was pretty easy. But I think nowadays uh, open source projects really need a marketing. Effort gotcha. behind them, for better or worse, and, yeah. and I think it's just it's just natural sort of thing. I mean, there's lots of lots of people giving software away, lots of people, you know. So I think I think actually it was a good thing to put that out there. It was it, it seemed it seemed kind of gloomy, but after I got a bunch of responses, it was it was actually pretty cool because uh, I realized that there's a, there's actually a lot of a lot of people out there who who are you know, still behind open source and and want to do the right thing, uh, but they, you just really need to show yourself. You know, come yeah. out from behind the corner, sort of thing. So, <laughs> whatever. That's cool. I know I haven't, I've never actually done like consulting off of like you know open source work, but I know I've always. Um, every job I've gotten have been like, you know, here's my GitHub account, here's my blog and my podcast URL or whatever, and you know what, go look through it. You know, this is what you're gonna get. Um, and so, in in some ways, it's it's been a great to have that, and you know, to be at least have a public face that you don't even you don't have to answer the questions, right? It's like, you know, what do you do? Yeah. Go here, go look, go see. <laughs> you know, uh, like, do you know what you're talking about? I don't know. Go look at the commit history. It's, it's got my face next to it. You know, like you let me know. What do you think? Um, so I, I I find that interesting as far as for I never really tied consulting work with it though. Like I never would have thought that um, you know client needs something done. They were like, hey, I'm gonna go 
you know, grab this guy, you know, or, you know, I, there's a company behind the guy, but really, I mean, I think for most of us, we know, like, the guy, right? Right. So right. it was an interesting post as far as that goes. And then I you, wonder, you mentioned... Let me wonder for a second. Uh, I wonder if some of that is because you have groups like IBM, HP, and bigger companies getting into the consulting business where, you know, you can say, okay, you know, I'm going to go over and see mom's consulting service, or I can go over and I can, you know, deal with someone who actually can accept a PO, you know, or something right. along those lines. And I'm wondering if that takes some of that, some of that away, because, you know, IBM isn't, they do open source. Uh, HP does open source to an extent. So. Yeah. I was with the bottom, too, you know, with the startup kind of culture of the last, you know, five, ten years or whatever, where mm-hmm. there's the whole, like, we'll just suck up all the open source and do everything in-house and, you know, uh, you know, we have to start a company, you know, rather than bring someone in to do something like, hey, that's our that's our business, we have to own it or whatever. Um, but you mentioned, in particular, not doing CSS and stuff. Um, is any of it, like, the, the kind of work has, have you seen it kind of move from, like, a pure Python back-end app to more full app, you know, with JavaScript front-ends and just yeah, the, what, the, what what people want is maybe a little bit different than what it was in 2004 sure. or 5, and that's kind of, is that part of this, maybe? Hell with you, Rick. <laughs> the Javas donkey that's true. It's true without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. It's it's true. I mean, you know, I'm <clears throat> doing a bunch of front end stuff and a bunch of back end stuff and and uh you know, it's just something you gotta do. You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta do it and it's fine. I mean <clears throat> it's uh it was easy before and now it's getting a little harder, so boohoo. But, you know. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm I'm really glad that some good stuff came out of the post. It's an interesting blog post. It kind of brings up a lot of interesting questions and and puts you to kind of think about things that maybe you hadn't before. At least I know I hadn't. Um, so I definitely recommend checking it out and and obviously following Chris's blog there at plope.com. Yeah. Cool. That's p l o p e dot com. Yeah. <laughs> I had. <clears throat> yeah, I, I had to correct the, some 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 lady at CVS was asking me for my email address, so I was, you know, plope.com, B-L-O-P-E? No, 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 no. P-L-O-P-E. P-L-O-B-E? No! <laughs> Cut and paste for all, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, jeez. All right, so that's two down. We have one more thing to talk about that just actually came out today. And at first I did a happy dance about this, but then I wondered if maybe um, the odds of this going through are are slim to none and what other people think about it. And um, so let's start with a little backstory. Um, Everyone here use virtual environments? Virtual environments? Yes. All right. Averly. Yeah, exactly. We all love virtual environments. And I got really happy when virtual environments were put in Python 3 as of 3.2, I think, has... VM module built in. So, and then when I had Python 3 on my system, I thought, this is excellent. I'm going to do some Python 3 work. Let me just VM. 
some directory, and I had a hard time trying to get it to work right because you, you, the old the virtual env command is not there. You have to know to like do the module name and, and all this. Except that I had a virtual environment, and then I activated it and realized I couldn't. There was no pip, and I was like, "Well, wait a minute. This is kind of useless." <laughs> <laughs> like, because I never really, you know, virtual environment virtual env uh, comes with. Pip, uh, a pip package to start out with, and then you could go from there. So I was really kind of—I'm a very much like a no system packages kind of guy, even though I work for a Linux company who wants you to use system packages. But aside well, from that, in moderation. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I pretty much—I've considered an all-or-nothing thing. When you start trying to mix and match, then all hell breaks loose. In my yeah, I'll, I'll introduce you to PyGuard and NumPy sometime. Yeah, mm, delicious. <laughs> let, let the let's get let's get our Linux headers and let the compiling begin. <laughs> um, so there is pep four five three, which is going on, and the idea is to try to get a version of pip built into C Python, um, in an interesting way, not by adding it to the standard library, but by trying to get it set up as some sort of externally provided dependency thingy, which I was like, well, that's... I, I don't know of anything that kind of mirrors that currently. Do you know of anything, guys, that is kind of like an external but in the package? No. So that kind of got it's, me nervous that this may not happen. It's like, we, we, we love you, but boy, do we hate you. <laughs> yeah. I want to be with default Python, but not enough to, like, do that like, deal with being a standard library package. <laughs> well, what what's the problem with it, with it being part of the standard library? I mean, help a brother out here. Well, there's been a lot of work put in pip the last ye two years. Okay. I mean, basically, pip sat unloved for a while, right? Um, and then there was a big resurgence. I know two PyCons ago, maybe three ago. To like, hey, we, we got to start fixing this stuff. Like, it needs to work together better. Virtual environment got in the Python 3.2, um, you know. And so it's been moving pretty good. I mean, it, the, it's updated fairly frequently. And any time you're locked in the standard library, you're locked, right? right? Like, you, you are locked at a certain version. You must bug fix back any supported Python versions back. Um, you can't update until the next Python version. Okay. Right? Like, you, you can't... You can't upgrade. We, you the, can. You just have to have to as change your Python external package or, name, right? No. Well, well. Okay. I mean, you could you could you could look in these other places first before the standard library, but yeah, right. You end up writing code that's like you know uh, the old-fashioned like JSON example of try to try to import JSON if it's not there, then go look for the library or whatever. Right. It's, so, just, like, yeah, it's just like it's like you know. Java class path. I mean, you know, you're gonna put put oh, all your yeah. libraries in the right order, whatever. Yeah. So. But it's it's so, been mostly stable though, hasn't it? Or am I not following? I'm not following pip development. No, you should follow pip. They put they put a lot of good work in it. I'm, yeah, I'm no, okay. it's, they're they doing can. a good job. Yeah, okay. doing a good job. All yeah, right. pip pi pi. I'm you know can't thank them enough and stuff and. Well, like so, you, I, as soon as as soon as it shows up in virtual env, I'm I'm done worrying about pip. It just kind of happens. It's <laughs> well, so, delicious. I've I've we do a lot of work where obviously on on our um, our IS team our our uh, our server guys um, are anti-internet connections, 
Um, right. And so when we do things, we have to set up a download cache with the offline TarGZ packages we want to pip install into a virtual environment. And trying to force pip to do offline installs and things can be tricky. You need about a dozen flags of doom in order to, like, make it do yeah. not talk to the Internet, <laughs> I swear. You know, like, <laughs> you know. So, uh, and, and that's had a lot of updates to make some of that stuff better, some of the corner cases better. Uh, so I've I've been aware of it updating when it was like crap that's a certain version I got to get that version. <laughs> so we use like the system pip, then to install over the system pip with an upgraded pip that supports the offline abilities of the newer. <laughs> what did you just say, Rick? Say that nothing, again. I, nothing. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. <laughs> um, uh -huh. But then the other thing is you know obviously when anything that's in system Python stuff, with security updates are you know. People want to use system packages because they can app get upgrade, and if it had a security issue, it's fixed. Right. Um, whereas you have to manually remember to go pip install dash u whatever you want to get your upgrades to your apps and things. So what I was curious is, first of all, do you guys use pip? Like, do you use it in production? Oh, do you guys use you know like uh, you create? I guess what is it these days? You're supposed to create wheels. Or, or anything, or, you know, what what do you guys use for this stuff, and would it matter to you if PIP was installed in the system or not? Um, am, I, am I just wishfully dreaming because it's the way I work, where I PIP install requirements.txt of hard-coded paths with a download cache to where, you know, I love me some PIP because it's how everything works. What do you guys do? Well, considering we deploy from a Git repository onto our production systems, uh, we we use pip all the time. I mean, we have a local pip, uh, local mirror of all the packages that we have, and we try not to go out to the internet as much as possible. Uh, with with the the middling results that you would expect of doing that, because pip sometimes just loves to go out and say, "Hey, I need such and such package, and you don't have it in this repo, so screw you guys. I'm going to the internet," <laughs> and away it goes. So, um, but yeah, I mean we. I, I think there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not using pip in some form or other. It's just I've, I've taken it for granted that it's going to be there. So that's... So how, how do you get it there, then? How do you get it there for I, I get it there via virtualenv, and it just okay. shows up magically and all is happy and right with the world. So if it shows up magically and all is right with the world on my default installation, it all will be right with the world again. And then you guys aren't doing Python 3, then, because you're using... We're not using no, we're not doing virtual Python three yet. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, we're we're using old old pylons uh, where we're at still. Yeah. What do you guys do, Chris? I know you, Pyramid's Python three compatible and stuff. Do you guys actually use the built-in virtual environment in three point two, or do you guys still pull outside virtual environment that has pip ready to go for you? Well, I I actually don't. I actually am not a big pip user. I I shamefully sort of shamefully. I don't know. Uh, still use easy install for for lots of things, but for for complicated installs, I use build out. Um, so pips in the middle ground there for me, where where I don't I don't use it much. If I just need something installed, I use easy install mostly because it may be different for pip these days. I think it'll install eggs now if if you pass a dash dash egg or whatever, but it can install binary. It used not to be able to install binary packages, which which easy install could do, um, and now now that there's wheels, it's all topsy turvy at this point. But uh, <laughs> but not everything's not everything's wheels either. So um, right. But but usually if if I'm on a project anyway, especially on a on a project with other people, I'll use build out to 
to build the stuff out. And, and under the hood, build out just uses setup tools and whatever. And so, so does pip for that matter. I mean, they both, they yeah. both use the, use yeah. I think stuff. some of the big reasons for pip was the requirements that tech support the, um, the ability to uninstall. That was kind of one of those, like, I couldn't believe when I first got into Python that I couldn't, I could easily install something, but I couldn't easily uninstall it. <laughs> yeah. Which, as I've gotten to be a, a better developer and more, more, I believe more in the idea of build, 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 versus like editing your environment by adding and removing packages on the fly, it would be more like, well, I'll make clean this bad boy away and <laughs> make again, right? Like, yeah, I was say, build out, you know, friend. blow away, blow away the whole build out environment and then rerun it with the new package that you need. So I'm kind of curious whether or not maybe this isn't as big a deal anymore, um, having pip ready to go out of the box. I guess it would be probably, I think we could say probably for new users, it would be interesting if you're a new user to say Python 3.3, we'll just plop down and create a virtual environment and then start pip installing and there'd be one one set of instructions to go uh, versus the whole, like, what do I use? Do I use this? Do I use that? I know yeah. setup tools and distributor trying to, you know, get back to just being setup tools and having one true... I think they've actually done it. Yeah, no, but that's that's yeah. what I mean. Like, there's there is some movement to hey, let's stop. It's it's in the Zen that we're supposed to have one way to do it. Yes. <laughs> well, I think I think the uh, the definitely we're moving in the right direction there. I mean, I think I think having a command to install pip is a good thing, and then I think I think it's just a matter of timing. Like, I think if if we had you know a stable sort of ecosystem. That pip would just go on a standard library, but at this point, people are just sort of worried that it's not quite ready yet, and and whatever. So it's it's fine in the meantime. You know, it lets it grow outside of it, and it's not totally a you know, it's a lot to dump on the Python core guys to put that in there and just ask them to maintain it forever. So it's it's good to have it outside for a while, and then eventually it'll just it'll just ship with Python. You know. Yeah. So. Well, we'll look forward to that happy day. We'll watch watch this pep. Um, and see where it goes. I'm very curious. Um, but again, can't give the guys enough credit. Uh, PyPy. Nick, uh, Nick Coglin. Yeah, yeah. He said he was the cat herder. I said, you know what? Uh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I love this so much, I want to get tip you. And he was like, hey, don't just give tip. And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, note to self. Do not open Twitter while in a hangout. It will replace wow. your window. Um, so I was trying to look for. I was, I was, te I was telling Craig while you were away. We don't have the capacity to lead. Exactly. <laughs> neither, neither me nor, nor Craig. I'm just a straight man. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was trying to say was I was trying to give credit. Uh, Nick wanted to give credit to Donald Stuffed and Marcus Smith, who he says are the the true masterminds behind all this, and that he is chief cat herder and salesman. So um, go. Uh, if you guys see him at PyCon, go shake their hands, man. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for uh, PyPI mirrors and um, uh, being on a thing where it's really the thing to thank them thank them for is to put, putting up with all the indignance <laughs> for yes. putting up with the users. We are, you know what 
we all hate users, and we make the worst users. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this doesn't work. Yeah. If I can't believe I... it works at all. <laughs> There's a lot of magic. <laughs> oh my god, I had to edit a config file. This sucks. <laughs> uh, righty, guys. I am gonna go on your trip. Go on your camping trip, Rick. I know, man. I gotta get the camper ready to go. I'm gonna go hide in the woods with my MiFi and code. Like, expect a bookie release when you're done. Exactly. I'm trying. To, I'm, I got one bug left. One bug left, and the re, the release that's been in the works for the last year will actually kind of go out. One bug left. Okay. One bug left. Uh-huh. One ticket. Yeah. One issue. I hey, uh-huh. we, we had a we had a sprint recently. Mm. Craig and Vouch. We yeah, had a sprint. We we did some work. Mm-hmm. You know. It moves forward like all personal projects. Let me like, see if I can find this bug and see if I can make some more here. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are plenty of other bugs. This is, a, this is the last one targeted at 0.5. 0.6. Oh, okay. I was going to say yeah. there's 39 issues hanging out there. <laughs> hey, some of those are wish lists. At least three or four. <laughs> uh-huh. so, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so... I want to thank you guys for chit-chatting and reminding me that um, we have this domain and this podcast idea. This we team. have a platform. <laughs> we must use it. <laughs> let me uh, let me get my little talking on. I've been too quiet lately, I think. <laughs> now Craig's got to take this ball and turn it into some sort of podcast. Oh, that'll happen. That'll happen. Jesus. It's no big deal. <laughs> I'm gonna run away, so I got nothing to do. I'll be in the woods, <laughs> out, out of MiFi, like you know, no bandwidth, man. Can't, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. can't, can't do it. Can't handle it. <laughs> up, up to you. So, all right, guys, thank you so much, Chris, Craig. Uh, did you have anything you want to plug, Chris? Like you are talking about um, the substance. The oh, stuff? I do. I, do. I actually do have something I want to plug. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, uh, there's a sprint. In uh, in Budapest before the Rupai conference, which is, I think from the seventh to the eighth or of October of this year, and then there's a sprint after the PyCon Ireland conference, uh, which I think is like fifteenth and sixteenth or some some somewhere around there. But I'm I'm gonna head both of them. So if you're wow. if you're in Europe and you want to come to a sprint Python sprint, please come to either one of those. So awesome. we did a work sprint in Budapest. That was cool. Did you? Wow. They had a Starbucks. They the, the thing to watch out for is the little like wiki travel thingy says that most young people know how to speak English real well because it's in school. No, <laughs> I, uh, I I got my Starbucks coffee by saying big coffee <laughs> <laughs> with hands. If, if it wasn't for the fact that I went to the same one every day that had the same people working it every morning, I don't know I would have gotten my coffee. <laughs> They were probably saying yeah. in Hungarian, look out for that guy. He waves his arms a lot. Just give him a coffee and he'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> so insightful you are. <laughs> um, though that's great, and i love to see you guys just had a sprint for Pyramid, which I was jealous of, as you had the picnic table shots outside. looked quite awesome. So you guys yeah, must you be were not, You were not there. You weren't there at all. You I, were no, not there. I stay at home. See, this is... My hole. I stay in my hole. Yeah, I, bl- I believe me. I stay in my hole too, but I, you know. <laughs> no, but it was really cool. So I'm, I'm glad to see Pyramid as a fan. Uh, I see it uh, getting a lot of sprint love yes. and other just, other people working on it. 
just just FYI, these these are Python sprints. These are these are everyone is invited. Oh. You know, these are not pyramid sprints. They're they're sort of all Python, Django, you know, core Python, whatever. So oh, so, cool. Never mind. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. So Python, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm probably going to lead the pyramid portion of that thing. But but they're gotcha. all you know, whatever. Was the last one just a pyramid one then? No, the, the last one was a pyramid one, yeah. That was, okay, in, that, was okay. in, that was in Halle, Germany. Lots of drinking going on there, Rick. You should have been there. Sounds like I don't know. Uh, you did it. And I you hang, too, Craig. I hang my head, I hang my head in shame. I don't you know, know where you guys were. No I couldn't tell my wife or she would have made me tick her. Um, yeah, she's, that uh, would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, all the drinking going on with all the programmers and the little three-year-old running around, you know. There were oh. plenty of three-year-olds running around. <laughs> Filling, filling seriously, they were filling yeah, glasses. They were, it was running. fine. It was. It wasn't a problem. It wasn't a problem. <laughs> the only the only problem was the twelve twelve you know the six hour or seven hour plane flight. But other than that, yeah, that gets long. <clears throat> yeah. But all right, cool. Well, that's awesome that you're plugging the sprints and the conferences and that you will be at them. That is very cool. Yep. Uh, anything, Craig, that you want to bring up? I can't think of much right now. All right, <laughs> I'm going to hit the magic and I'll, broadcast. You're not gonna, you're not gonna plug your open metal cast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do a podcast. It's called Open Metal Cast. You should listen right, to it. Go. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Openmetalcast.com. Thank you. <laughs> See, there you go. And I also do this other podcast called Localcast.net. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, man. See you in. See you next never, year. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. See you around.